0: Not exactly a um a backdrop for what i was planning to do to do i was planning to like sing you a um like a love ballad like and i like and i miss you you know i, I, I was thinking you. like the welcome back welcome back cotter
1: thing welcome back
0: oh well i was thinking something a bit more romantic i was gonna sort of it's like the uh uh i miss you babe right um, it hasn't been the same since you've been gone, never seen a woman.
1: So alone, <laughs> we should probably just reintroduce ourselves to each other. I'm Nubs. <laughs> Who are you? What's your name? Yeah,
0: buddy. I, you know, it's, been, it's been a bit now, the last time we uh checked in with everybody, we gave a sort of just an update and talked about, you know, pulling it back to every two weeks. And also we gave some really, really bad predictions on a football game that, uh, that went down. So they're, they're, there've been a few things that have gone down, uh, since we last connected. And I think most notably, we both probably, at least I do have to, uh, half, uh, apologize for such a poor prediction, you know, such a confident prediction on the game, but uh, I don't
1: want to talk about that game at all, Yeah, but it I, all I'm works just out finally getting over it. The, um, it's funny because I went back when we had our sort of time off. You know, I went back and listened to a couple shows just to kind of refresh my memory on, <laughs> you know, how we did what we did. And I listened to one from the fall where we gave some like preseason predictions. And I remember I said, it'll totally depend on the defense, how yeah. the black guys do this year. Yeah. And nothing became more prophetic than that call. And, I, and my, my voice was very concerned. I remember talking about how there's two sides of the ball.
0: Didn't go very well, and 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 then of I mean they won the Rose Bowl, which was awesome. But yeah, you that was know, sweet, that was sweet. But in the process, gave up what 45 points to Utah. So definitely some work to do on that side of the ball. But it was nice that you know apologies to all the blue fans out there, but you know it was kind of nice to see things get back to normal with you know uh, a Buckeye Rose Bowl victory and uh, Michigan getting basically embarrassed uh, against, uh, I guess it's fair to say a slightly better team, right? So. <laughs> yeah, that was a beat down, but Hey, let's get off the sports thing. Cause obviously we suck at that. Uh, and <laughs> you know, we thought that we'd, uh, kind of regroup here and get things back off the ground we are going to get back to, uh, you know, our regular album situations, you know, two weeks from now, but and we've got some cool stuff coming up this year. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're looking at some guests and we're looking at some cool albuming, you know, we don't want to run out of albums. You know, we want to still have a few in the hopper that we're, uh,
1: you know, pretty excited about. So when we start like doing Brett Denon, uh, album, <laughs> <and> you know, <laughs> you know, we're in trouble. You oh, know. you mean see the world,
0: you know, <laughs> good God. Um, but you know, yeah. So we it, it's going to be a great, twenty twenty two for uh, two twins in an album. Uh, what else happened since we last, uh, we let's see what, anything uh, in the news or any, uh, any well, interesting. I, I uh,
1: it, one thing we should probably should just be kind of upfront about is, and you know, who wants to hear about our like real lives and stuff, yeah. but between our last show and now, and certainly I would just say the entire month of December, you and I's respective day jobs, right? (laughs) You know, most people, most people think we do this for a living, you know, with all, all the revenue we get from two twins and an album, but no, our day jobs both had the most demanding few weeks and things that sort of came out of nowhere and affected work. I mean, you, you, let's just say that with what you do, you had about as big of a project as one can have, right? Yeah, that you to take care of. And you travel a lot for work cross country. And, you know, I got my thing going on here and, and there was definitely some chaos and, and um, a lot of wrenches thrown into things around these parts. So it was just like, we were both being pulled in a million different directions. And thankfully, I think we're maybe sort of through some of that, right? And we can rededicate ourselves, but there were really legitimate reasons why we, you know, tuned out for a month plus. Yes. Yeah. Sure I mean, we, knows that. we
0: didn't really plan to like take all this time off, but you know, no. it definitely kind of worked out the way, but we're, we're going to get back on track here. Um, but, uh, what else had we had justice for juicy that happened while we were on break.
1: So <laughs> yeah. That was Juicy Smolier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Any other notable, uh happenings, I guess we can get right into it. We're going to, you know, we're going to do our normal, uh, 2021 year in review talking about, you know, our, our five top albums, our top show, which I mean, for us are not a ton to pick from, but we did start going to a couple shows this year. So,
1: you know, there's a couple. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing I would probably talk about this year will come during the Concert of the year segment so because it's a rather interesting road that was traveled to get to said concert of the year but yeah it yeah yeah indeed so yeah why don't we
0: just why don't we just go i mean you want to you want to talk about the show first you want to talk about the the album or albums or you let's know do,
1: let's do the albums of the year and i guess first i would just start by asking you you know what, what's your reflection on 2021 in music just as a year if you think January, if you think January 1st of 2021 to December 31st, uh, how would you assess the year in music overall? I think people who listen to the podcast probably just think all we do is sit around and listen to, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s (laughs) bands and groups. It's getting truer and truer as the years go on. It is. (laughs) There's no doubt it is. And you've always stayed a little more current than me, to be honest with you. But what's your overall assessment of the year in music in terms of albums that were released in and, and music that came out? Uh, I mean, overall it was pretty weak. I mean, I, there were a
0: couple artists that uh, would be top tier artists for me that put out new material, which was great. I mean, for, you know, for me, when you consider You know, new stuff from Secret Machines, which was great. We've talked about that a little bit before. Uh, The solo album from Jason Beeler. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, New stuff from Manchester Orchestra. You know, uh, Modest Mouse. You know, Angels and Airwaves. Of course, anytime that there's new music there, it's really exciting. This was their first record since the Dreamwalker. So pumped about that. Kanye West came out with something. Duran Duran came out with something. Starfire 59. So, I mean, bands that are definitely top tier for me with new material. But, you know, I wouldn't say that there was anything that like where there was a wave of time throughout the year where it really caught fire or uh, anything that really made it an extraordinary year. I think that it was cool to see some of the releases come out that did. But all in all, I, I wouldn't consider it a really impressive year, um, top to bottom. And you would have thought, you know, with a lot of bands getting back in the studio and, and a lot of bands not being able to tour, you know, that, that, that something, uh, a bit more sort of interesting or, or that it would have been a year that was really interesting, but I kind of feel like it fell a little bit flat, uh, all in all, but, uh, you know, some cool stuff, some bands that I was happy to hear from, uh, well, what do you think? What's your assessment, buddy?
1: pretty similar. I, you know, on paper for me personally, if you have a year where, you know, there's a new Gary Newman album and there's a new quicksand album and there's a new Gajira album and pale horse named death, Ryan Adams, certainly Steven Wilson, you know, these are all bands that I will, will buy their new album no matter what, right. whether it's good, bad, ugly, um, they're just part of that kind of canon of bands that are still active. That I'll buy. So in that sense, it was really good. I think the fall for me caught fire. It's so nice to still have kind of fall new release season. I don't know why the industry still does it, but they do. I guess it's still in hopes of Christmas purchases. But um, you know that that's all pretty cool stuff. Thrice, another band that put something out. That Umphrey's McGee, you know, uh, instrumentals album I thought was really cool, and I got a lot of mileage out of that. I, I think for me though the the part of this year that's most exciting is the return of one of my top 10 favorite bands of all time, which is Porcupine Tree. And they're going to be back in 2022 with both a new album and a tour. So that's probably more important to me than any of the new releases, even though there's, you know, several of them, as we'll talk about that, that I just absolutely adore. But that for me is particularly exciting, you know, cause it's a band that I just wasn't sure was going to, ever get back together i thought yeah. maybe Stephen wilson would just stick with his solo, his solo thing for the rest of time and they released a song and it's fabulous of course and really looking forward to the tour hopefully that happens in in a normal way so that that right there is probably the biggest like music news item that i'm most excited about So that ranks up there with any album that came out, but, but overall, you know, on paper was excellent. I mean, if you look at some of the artists that came out, I think pandemic continues to affect, I should say pandemic continues to affect the music industry in weird ways. It's a little bit like sports. Like we might not level off and have a truly normal year for a long time. If ever again, we're seeing the effects of things being pushed from 2020 to 2021 and tours that were planned and stopped and started and stopped. and all these sort of deals. So still a strange time, but it's nice to see a lot of musicians who had a lot of time potentially sitting at home recording, uh, put it out this year. And it was, it was great to hear all this new music.
0: Yeah. I, I think that sums it up pretty well. Why don't we get into our, uh, I guess our four finalists and then our album of the year, and then maybe we'll wrap it up. And then obviously, uh, we'll be back in two weeks with uh, back to our normal gig. So, does that sound all right? Sounds great. All right, why don't you go with your first one, your first finalist for 2021? What do you got?
1: Well, alrighty, then let's do that. So, my number five album of the year, counting down five, four, three, two, one, is the album Marching in Time by Tremonti, which is Mark Tremonti of Alter Bridge and Creed. So this is Mark Tremonti's uh, fourth solo album. It's definitely his best. Huge, big rock album. It just kind of kicks ass, you know, just in every way, big thick guitars and huge drum sound. And the thing that stands out is, you know, he, he sings backup for Alter Bridge and Creed. His voice has just gotten so good. You know, even that you go back to his first solo album and, you know, we're not big vocal guys, you know, big lyric guys necessarily, but, it was like, oh, he's really not a great singer, but he's really improved. You could tell his work on it. His range is better. Marching in Time is just this really complete great album. It's got, a, it's got a fantastic epic closing track. The title track, really solid top to bottom. The clip you just heard, Not Afraid to Lose, I think is you know, one of the best songs of the year. So uh, that's my number five, too, Tremonti, Marching in Time. Did you hear it at all? This is an album you, you probably didn't hear. I, I didn't, but I will.
0: I'll take a listen. Excellent. I like thick layered guitar stuff. I mean, he's obviously, you know, pretty creative. We talked about him a bit during the, my own prison, you know, episode. Um, but yeah, I'll give that a go. I'll give that a go. My, uh, my first finalist nubs is one that I know we are both pretty excited about a band that we got to go see like five years ago, whatever it was. And that is a blast from the past. We've still got it. In my opinion, that's quicksand. Nice. Yeah, I actually thought that uh, Distant Populations um, was actually better than the record, their sort of comeback record, which had to be what about maybe four years ago, I guess. Um, yeah,
1: I think three, yeah, three or four years ago. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's a really nice, well-produced, you know, you don't want those guys to be overproduced. You still want it to be pretty raw. Um, that little clip we heard was a song that was kind of a little more of a driving kind of nature to it for those guys uh, called lightning field. And, you know, I think they've evolved nicely. They've matured nicely. Um, but you know, continue to deliver that power. But I think they've gotten, you know, even more sort of creative as they've
1: aged, but
0: I thought distant populations was, was pretty damn good. So that's my, uh, that's my first finalist, buddy.
1: I really like it. Kind of just missed my top five. I do miss Tom Capone on guitar, though. I really do. You know, I I think the three piece thing is cool and Walter does a great job, but, you know, there is something just a little bit missing there. And that's probably why I like Interior is better than Distant Populations, but I I still think it's a a very, very good album.
0: Well, and as big handsome fans, of course, we love the guitar playing of Tom Capone. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. What do you got next, bud? My number four T is the album Neuritis from. You know, one of my favorite bands, Chevelle. Dude, it's like perfect 2021 music. You know, it's this band. I, you know, I just love everything they do. And, you know, it's the two brothers. I've always really, really liked, you know, what they both bring to the table. Pete Loeffler, the lead singer, guitarist is great. But his, his brother, Sam Loeffler, the drummer, is total secret weapon, the band. It used to be the third brother was their original bass player. They kicked him out. They had another guy, their cousin, then they kicked him out. Now, uh, Pete Loeffler just plays the bass. So it's basically a two piece that made this album. It's the two brothers. And I'm always fascinated by brothers that are in bands together, of course, because, you know, you and I, right? <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. It's like instant chemistry and, and this album is so focused. It's so good. The, the thematics of it are cool. The imagery of it is, is just perfectly fitting. Everything she- Chevelle does to me is outstanding. I know you're, you're not like a
0: huge, Chevelle you know, everything I hear from them. I like, I, I think I just need to get, get my, preconceived notion about them out of the way and just give them a fair shot eh, 2022 i'm going to do that that's my well, musical the- rev- new year's resolution is i'll uh <laughs> i'll give Chappelle a fair chance
1: what is your give chavel i think you Freddie and sleepy said Chappelle. hopefully you've already given chapelle good charges.
0: lord yeah, yeah of
1: course <laughs> what is your preconceived notion about that, that uh, you know, I think I,
0: I think I lump them in with like some of the other, uh, sort of post millennial rock. What's the right? What, what's that? What's that genre of that they call it, new metal type thing? Oh. And, and and I think that they're more creative, more progressive than I understand. And, and frankly, I, I have not like sort of dug into the catalog and, but it's a band that you like. It's a band that there are plenty of people that I really respect their musical taste that love Chevelle, not Chappelle, but Chevelle, you know? And, um, so, you know, I, I think I just need to give them a fair shot.
1: You know, what's funny too is that, you, you know, you call them post-millennial, you know, their first album came out in 1999. Yeah, they've been together for like 25 years
0: yeah yeah you know, well so. and just yet another band we, we you know we've talked about this with others that you know anytime you find a way to, to to create a multi-decade run i think they've had similar members throughout their entire career right i mean they really well, it's, the, had two, it's the two brothers they, yeah they,
1: like i said i mean they they kicked out one brother yeah. and they kicked out the cousin and, yeah. and, so, and now they're basically down to two and then they got a guy filling in a base. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a family affair.
0: It's family affair. Yeah. So, so I'm going to give them a fair shot, buddy, but uh, no, that's a good pick. I, I, know you, I know that's a band you like. And uh, I, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to, you know, give them a, give them a nice listen, which I'll do in 2022, buddy. Do it. All right. T what is your numero quattro? Speaking of being around for a while and having a multi-decade run. Uh, a band that I was thrilled to see new music coming out, and that's Duran uh, Duran with their album Future Past.
1: If I had to pick the best thing, I really could not choose. I want all of what you do. God, is Andy Taylor not like the best bass player ever? I just love him so much isn't that right isn't it uh is his name andy
0: i thought it was andy taylor yeah it was something else taylor the bass player well there's like five taylors in the band (laughs) yeah that's a john taylor on the bass
1: oh shoot that's right
0: yeah andy Andy was a guitarist who who still john taylor looks the same as he did in 1983 by the way he does he does. <laughs> Those guys, I don't know what they, they all look great. I mean, even though the uh, who's the keyboard guy? The that guy always look kind of weird. Nick Rhodes, yeah, Nick Rhodes, even Nick Rhodes looks fantastic. Yeah, it's know? true, it's true. Yeah. But it's, I John Taylor might be the most underrated bassist oh, of all He's time. so I mean, he good, he's so good. So he did some incredible. stuff during the pandemic, uh, he did some like sort of bass, uh. Instruction or or demonstration or whatever, and it was. I mean, he's yeah, he's awesome. I he, saw those. He like when Rio. he played Rio.
1: Yeah, oh, it's incredible. God.
0: It's like you forget that that was like a human being playing that bass part. It's so fantastic. But you know, these guys. I mean, I just feel like they've continued to whether it's. I mean, obviously they've got a sort of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it uh, mentality to their composition, which I loved, you know, they've, they've gotten sort of experimental, but over the years they've really kind of stuck to the same, this is what we are, this is what we do to an extent. And I think that they've always made it work. And and I thought future past is really good. You know, I can't wait for them to go on tour again. Um, You know, that was all of you, which I think is track two on that record uh, was the piece that you heard there, but you know, huge fan of their, there's one of the better concerts we ever went to growing up. And, uh and I hope they come through again so that uh, maybe we can go see him and maybe, maybe boogie a little bit, you know, we were just buggy in a bit during that clip. Yeah. You should have seen nubs. He was really, you know, he was really, he was shaking it. You know? I think it's a good
1: album. I, you know, I, they lose me a little bit. Sometimes where they get overly dancey, like danceable, yeah, Right. And which is a weird thing to say, because obviously All of their output is fairly danceable. But remember, my favorite era of Duran Duran is that wedding album, the 90s thing, that first tour we saw them on. I I love when they got more atmospheric, a little more experimental, pop trash, like some of those albums that no one else in the world liked. But they they've gotten back to that. I remember Astronaut was this return to like that sort of danceable deal, you know, and that was a really good album, too. So I'm not surprised that that you like it. I'm glad it cracked your top five. Well, T, my number three is the longest name for a band out of all the top five. And that is the featured artist in the Baron von Bielski Orchestra with the appropriately titled album Songs for the Apocalypse. Of course we're talking about Jason Beeler. Yes. Sir. From Saigon Kick and his 2021 first ever solo album, Songs for the Apocalypse.
0: You know, Nubs, before you uh, get into it, I have a uh, confession to make. Let's hear it. I, you, your confessions are always, you know. Well, th- this is also in my top five. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not
0: surprised. We could just kind of share the moment if you'd like. We could share them. What was it? Your number three? uh I didn't really put my my four in order. But oh, okay, okay. It probably, honestly, probably would have been. Um, but you go ahead. You you started it. You broke the seal. So go
1: for it. And so I would say that this album gets off to one of the best openings of like at any album I've heard for the last many many years. I'm talking about really the first three tracks, two songs, "Apology" and "Bring Out Your Dead." Just classic Beeler, Saigon kick like riffing the vocal harmonies, you know, it just, everything is there. They're like the most complete songs that I've ever heard him write. And he's written decades of just incredible music. It's cool that he finally got to just put everything together for one cohesive effort. There's some amazing guest musicians, you know, Devin Townsend is on it. There's many other people and you You can can tell how respected he
0: is. And I agree with you. He kind of did the owl stretching stuff. He was putting out singles and sort of EPs, but man, when he kind of came out and said, Hey, I'm going to do a full length. It was like, yes, you know, cause you know, whether it's going back to, you know, the post uh, Matt Kramer, Saigon kick stuff, which was basically Jason uh, or the much of the work he's done since, you know, he's put out some really interesting top to bottom albums that sometimes are a little all over the place. Sometimes are really focused. This to me was like maybe his most focused effort uh, of anything that he's sort of put out, you know, solo or solo ish to date.
1: It's super focused. You're right. But it's still really eccentric. I mean, part of Sagon kicks problem was that, you know, on one hand it was, I love you and love is on the way. But then you also had to sort of make sense of one step closer and, you know, these heavy things on the lizard and coming home and, and some of this other material. I mean, they were just all over the place. And it's, it's the thing that you and I love about Second Kick. It's probably what stopped them from more commercial success. This album is super all over the map. It's got, it's got tons of different genres, lots of explorations, some experimental stuff. But there is something cohesive about it. There is a completed thought here that he has not been able to do with a lot of the like online stuff he's done, the owl stretching, the kind of, you know, Sonic experiments that he's just kind of made public. So it's just so great that he got a deal with Frontiers records and was able to do this. Hopefully there's more to come. I mean, that would be the best news of 2022 would be if there's new music from Jason Bieler coming. So one of the most important albums of, of the year. And, no doubt one of the best albums of the year.
0: Well, it's a dude and obviously, uh, you know, his first band, one of my favorite bands. I know they're up there for you, too, in terms of Saigon Kick uh, that we certainly will talk about at some point in 2022. Well, I had the same record, Nub, so I don't know. We, I guess we can throw it back to you for your uh fourth and final finalist if you're ready. So, uh yeah, let's do it.
1: Well, amazingly enough, this is the band that was my album of the year in 2017, which was like an upset pick for many, not just me, but one that I would have never predicted. And here they are again at number two on my 2021 list. And that is the album Crash of the Crown by a band that we should all be so glad is still around. And that is Styx. Sticks, Crash of the Crown. Interesting. The album's like thirty-seven minutes long. It's really short, but it is fifteen songs, and everything's kind of three minutes or less, or three minutes ish. And this band is just on fire, dude. If you see them live in the last ten years, I love what they and Kansas
0: are doing late in their. I mean, they, yeah, these bands are just getting better.
1: You know, it's pretty amazing. It's so true. It's a terrific comparison. You know, 2017's The Mission was my album of the year. It's, it's just, it is an out of this world, amazing album from a band that has been around for so long. But still, the key to is with both groups, they still love what they do. You know, Kansas too, you know, there's only a couple of original members left. I mean, for Sticks, you know, Tommy Shaw has just continued to drive this thing along and James J.Y. Young. I mean, they just, they've just kept it going. And they have, they still have so much passion for the music and for the band. And that comes through when they play live and these last two studio albums. I mean, dude, they rank with the best albums that sticks has made in their career. And I think many sticks fans would say that. Yeah. We, you know, we did pieces of eight. Um, and,
0: and I just remember talking about, you know, how a lot of people probably don't think of them much anymore or don't look into their more modern catalog, but you forget how good individually these musicians are and then when you put that it's like any it's like a team of any kind you put that together the output's going to be something you you know at the least skilled and and at the most um you know really really strong and boy I, I i think those guys i love what i'm seeing out of them you know as they progress and certainly you know they're on the back you know the back hill of their, uh, career, but it just shows how good they are. Those guys, you know, were always pretty underrated, much more innovative and, and smart than they were given credit for. And, uh, Hey, you know, we are talking about a lot of bands tonight that have had multi decade runs and shoot, you know, those guys are no exception, obviously.
1: For sure. And they just made some smart personnel moves too. I mean, they lost Dennis D. young, that thing fell apart. They replaced him with Lawrence Gowan, who was an established songwriter, great performer, a guy who's brought this new life and energy to the band. And then, dude, they, they've got one of the best drummers in the world in Todd Zuckerman. I mean, he, he truly is one of the top, probably three best drummers in the entire world. And he plays for Sticks, you know, and, and a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, and he's been with them now for, I don't know, 20 plus years and he loves it and they love him and Right now, the combination of guys is as good as it gets. I love the Dennis Youngers, but there's something about this this band that has stayed fresh and relevant even decades after they first hit the scene. So it's very cool to see for sure. T, what is your number two? Who does number two work for? Yeah, that's how you show show that
0: turd who's boss. This is uh, this is not a turd of an album. Now, not as good as the one they put out previously, but still pretty damn good. The album is life forms. The band is angels and airwaves. I mean, you know, I I continue to really love, uh, you know, Elin Rubin's uh, contribution to this project, um, which has seen many different looks over the years. But I think Tom's been really smart about it. You know, he's kind of surrounded himself with um, people that could help make sure that it's accomplishing artistically what he's wanting. And I think you go back to the early work, you know, I think that that was accomplished it started to get to the point where it was a little bit formulaic and repetitive. And he brought in the, the Ruben brothers really, because you know, Elon's brother uh, is very uh, influential in terms of production and arrangements and those things. You know, I think he found a way to really kind of take the project to its next chapter. And life forms is kind of the second piece of that um, because the dream locker was really the first record that really had the influence from those guys. And of course, you know, the whole to the stars, angels and airwaves, uh, it's really sort of a business and an artistic output from Tom. So, you know, I think music is part of this greater sort of approach, which sometimes is cool. Sometimes it's kind of annoying because it's like, all right, come on, like, you know, be a band you know
1: but it's like like, it's like dude you were in blink 182 at one point right right right, like singing the most juvenile songs but it's kind of like you know that that clip we always laugh about
0: with uh keith levine and uh, johnny rotten uh where they're talking about uh public image limited uh on the tom snyder show remember that tomorrow
1: show yeah Yeah. yeah
0: yeah and they're talking about oh you know it's it's not a band it's it's a business you know and uh Tom DeLong has actually kind of done that, you know, <laughs> so public image didn't really uh, turn into the business I think they were hoping for, but it certainly became an amazing group. Tom really has taken this project into being more of a business and an operation. And, uh, and I, I think it's cool. I'm, I'm bought in for sure, but I don't, you know, he went a little longer than I would have liked for in between angels and airways records. So it was great that life forms came out. It's very good. It's not, um, it's not to the level of the Dreamwalker, which was my album of the year um, previously. But uh, but it's quite good, and uh, and I continue to like how he's evolved, and, and continue to be uh, creative with the uh, Angels and Airways project. So do they
1: still tour that? I mean, yeah. Do they? Yeah, okay. they,
0: they do. And I, am sure they'll be going out, you know, sometime, um, this year they, they actually did tour this a little bit, I believe in the, uh, in the summer and a little bit in the fall, you know, and, and their their performances are great. I mean, you know, Elon's an awesome drummer. Like he's, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine you would agree,
1: you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I do, I remember when we don't need to whisper came out in the adventure, you know, it's really impressive song. And it was this signaled this huge change for Tom DeLonge. But I remember the rap on them in that era. And that was like the lineup with David Kennedy. I don't know if he's still in the band or not, but the rap on them was like live. They were horrible. I never saw him. Well, he's not a very
0: good singer. I mean, I think that's pretty well documented. So, but you know, again, there's so many elements. It's very cosmic. It's very swirling. And I think it's a, it's a good show um, for that reason more than anything. But yeah, he's. I mean, Tom's not a very good vocalist. You know, <laughs> he sounds great on the records, but I don't, you know, and they put a lot of effects on his voice and stuff. But, um, but you know, I'm, I'm all in. I, I, I love the project. I think
1: it's, cool. yeah. You're, 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 you're botting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. a loyal
0: soldier. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in on that deal. All right, man. I think we're ready for your 2021 album of the year. Lay it on us. Do you have his like drum roll or something? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Drum roll. Bad drum roll, bad table drum roll. Uh, my album of the year for 2021 You've really, you, you really lost your touch. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. Is um probably one of the easiest choices I've ever made. Although, usually by the end of the year, it's pretty clear. But for me, this year, it's just an absolute masterpiece top to bottom. And uh, a band I'm so glad I returned and an album that I just have not stopped listening to all year. And that is the new masterpiece from Frost, and that is Day and Age. Why haven't you you told me about these guys good lord i did (laughs) you did (laughs) i did i texted both you and our older brother and Ah. said you guys you have to now frost has been around for many years i've been a fan for a long time but i said guys you've got to check this out this is the best album of the year like no doubt about it wow and frost is a band that if you just got into you would Love them so much. I think oh, I, I
0: I will be based on that. Fifteen seconds. I will be getting into them certainly.
1: Just one of the great prog rock bands is around today. That every album they've done it has has been just exceptional. But this one, it's just got musical themes that run in and out of it. This is a combination of Jim Godfrey and John Mitchell, the two guys that have dabbled in a lot of different things musically. They they kind of came together in Foreign Frost, and you know, this is the first album they put out a few years. All of them are worth every second of listening. I know many of our listeners right now are like, I've never even heard of this band. That's fine. They're worth yeah. checking out. They're, they're so musical. Um, they're very complex musically, but they also write hooks. Day and Age has this bookend to it. it. It's, I think the thing I love most about it, along with all the songs and performances, is just, it's a reminder that the album is alive and well. Cause they wrote this thing as a true album. It's a double yeah. album, but it's so co- cohesive. It's so, yeah. It, it's got such a great story to it. It's not a concept album or anything like that, but there's just so much vision and, and, and so much care put into this as an album in terms of a piece of art. So yeah, frost day and age. And I will not stop listening to this through 2022, probably until that porcupine tree album comes out. This will just mm-hmm. remain a fixture. It's so easy to listen to top to bottom too. You really want to, you kind of want to hear the whole journey, especially yeah. with that bookend feel of it. So well, uh, I'm jumping on that for sure. For sure. Please do, man. You'll like it. It's so up your alley and every one of their albums would be too. You would love a uh, falling satellites was the one that came out in 2016, maybe something like that. 2017.
0: Are they frost asterisk? Is that how they yes. stylized their It's okay. stylized
1: that way? A frost asterisk. Okay. That's exactly. Okay. That's it, man. That is the album of the year. T here's another bad Dermal. Beautiful. I, you know, so last year we, we
0: shared an album of the year and obviously we we aren't doing that this year because uh, I need to go ahead and give your choice a listen, but I, uh, that's part of the fun of learning what your choice was. If it's something I haven't heard yet and I will definitely dig into it. I'm sure a few of our listeners will. I got one that's uh, you know, I'm not sure if it's everybody's cup of tea but uh, boy, I you know talk about top tier. I've just absolutely loved the the work of this uh, artist, frontman, motivational speaker, and uh, the oh, man.
1: Oh, I get it. I got it. <laughs>
0: yes. the man. The man in white. The man in white. Yes. This is great choice. God is partying by the great Andrew WK, baby. So the first thing that really strikes you um, is, uh, and of course, I mean Andrew WK is so great, the, the true artist and and amazing catalog over the years. But vocally, obviously, this is a much more of a, a sort of operatic, epic vocal approach,
1: uh, which it's works like his Freddie Mercury, yeah. Thing. You yeah. Know, don't you think? You know, yeah,
0: I do. And and, and musically. I mean, I don't know about you. I just, every time I hear demons and wizards, it's like just got Mm. that sort of whimsical thing to it, but not hokey and not, you know, too, um, for the sake of it, but just, just a very genuine sort of vintage throwback kind of proggy, but you know, in a very unique sort of whimsical manner, which I think is so
1: cool. I love um, the comparison. It would, I would have never thought about that. And you and I are both huge fans of your, I Heaped demons. And wizards. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's but so that, good. That's a, that's a hell of a comparison. I, yeah. I that. yeah.
0: Yeah. That was like, when I, when I first listened to it, it was like, oh man, he, you know, he must've, must've really gotten into demons and wizards around this time, which, you know, who knows? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but I love it, man. I, upon first, second listen, I kind of knew it was going to be album of the year. And, you know, just such a cool artist, such a cool dude, such an interesting guy. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, since, God, since doing this really for the last 30 years now, 30 plus years, I'm glad that Andrew WK will find his way onto the, you know, the wall of shame here.
1: I, you know, I, people who listen probably get tired of my little anecdotes about when I reviewed music, but when I get what came out, you know, he really exploded and he's got Michigan ties, strong yes. Michigan ties.
0: Yep. Well, we met him in person in Detroit. We saw him we at did. some event. Yeah, we did. Spend, Remember he like, was just with like the hottest chick you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, totally. And, 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 of, and of course, yeah. like, I think it was like a black tie event we were at and he was wearing the white jeans and the white t-shirt. That's right. <laughs> exactly. He's <was laughs> he super
1: like, on brand. Right. And when, so when, when he was doing promotion for the Wolf, I got to spend like half hour with him. And it was far and away the the best interview I ever did. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in any way, shape or form because of me, he was just the greatest. He was so kind, thoughtful, nuts. You know, (laughs) he give like 15 minute answer. I think I only got to ask like three questions, but.
0: (laughs) Well, and he moonlights as a motivational
1: speaker, right? You can see
0: why. Very motivational. Yeah.
1: yeah. He he was so authentic. Yet, like a total cartoon character. Have you ever seen any of his motivational speeches? Yeah. 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 They're, they're pretty, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole thing is incredible. And he does everything with this sincerity, yet there's this incredible humor that drives it. The parting yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. My, my first question I remember for the interview was something, you know, something cheeky, the extent of like, so you like partying, huh? And he went yeah. on this like 10 minute like response that was his whole philosophy on partying. Right, right. What it yeah. really means. And, yeah. and it was it was like the greatest 30 yeah. minutes of my life. It was yeah, so awesome, it's man.
0: it's neat. The whole thing's very neat, very cool. Yeah, and and, and I just, you know, he's put out some good albums, but you know, it was just great to see him put out something that top to bottom, you know, I think was was a really special release in 2021. So Well, buddy, unless you had any other uh, highlights of the year that you wanted to mention? Well, we, we need to do our show of the year. Oh, our concert. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Go ahead. Well, yeah. I only went to like three, but, but let's hear yours first.
1: Well, so mine, mine would have been, this would have been the choice, even if it sucked, because it's my all time favorite band. And very clearly the last time I'll get to see them. It is the last domino as they called the tour. And so it was Genesis at Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio on December 8th. The road getting there was an interesting one. I was supposed to go to four shows on this tour. I was supposed to go to opening night in Chicago. I was going to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, was going to go to Detroit, and then was going to go to Columbus with you. And so I was going to see four shows on this tour. I was super excited about all four of them. I ended up in total going to see one, and that was this one, you know, and, you know, a variety of circumstances, some Really unfortunate. Some just kind of life being life that did not allow me to go to the other three, and even for Columbus, you and I were going to go. And we didn't get to, which was it's still just so disappointing. But you were you were where you needed to be doing some work things that absolutely that as we talked about earlier came up, and you couldn't miss them. So I drove to Columbus uh, by myself, went to the show, stayed in a hotel you know, ate like three different meals around Columbus town food that I <laughs> didn't, haven't had to have in a while and just had the time of my life, you know, going to see my all time favorite band. And, you know, it, it's a little different. Phil couldn't play drums. He was sitting down the whole show. Um, but his kid, Nick Collins played drums and his kid was just, you know, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, mean, he's just he's excellent. And by the way, man, I just,
0: Actually, just a couple of days ago, I just got on a Phil drumming thing uh, on YouTube, and God, guy was just such a fucking good drummer. Yeah, like, yeah. wow, like, one of the best of all time. He's like, he's just yeah. so good. It, just an athlete. Just like his feel, his fills, his tone. So you know, he's one of the best Tom Phil players, you know, ever. Um, but god he's fun to watch
1: on the he, he is and and i gotta tell you his kid nick is as fun to watch yeah. I mean, he is he's like 22 yeah and he's out yeah. there just getting through a whole genesis set just not missing a note
0: Ugh, that's
1: awesome. and it was really cute the whole connection between nick and phil and yeah. but you know mike rutherford looks like a million bucks were you kind of wishing phil
0: looked at you playing the drums in the same way or <laughs> I just, just
1: wish you'd look at me at all yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> And, uh, you know, there were backup singers, which is new. That's different. I mean, Phil typically has that for his solo gigs, but not for Genesis, but they really enhanced the sound. I think what was cool about the show is they played some of the regular favorites that one would expect, which interests me because it's my favorite band of all time, but whatever. What's cool is they pulled out five or six things that were really unique. You know, like they song like Duchess off of Duke, which is, you know, one of the most famous Genesis songs to hardcore fans. They played it, which was really neat. And so it was just such a memorable ordeal. I waited and waited and waited to finally see that show and to see it in Columbus near the end of the tour was really special. And I'm sure they're done, you know um, hopefully Phil at least just lives a little bit longer, but he didn't look good. He didn't, he sounded okay, but he did you know, you could tell that his health is deteriorating. And so I savored it as if it was the last time, because I'm sure it is. And it was it was really special. I'm so glad I got to go to at least one. So, yeah, that's great. I'm Genesis, is the talking. last Domino in Columbus. That
0: is, and, and I know I was supposed to join you, but due to the aforementioned uh, work issues, I was unable to. So wish wish I could have been there with you, buddy. But uh, but very glad you got to see them. Uh, mine is actually a fairly recent. A band I've talked about quite a bit on the podcast here, uh, but never saw live until recently in San Diego at a place called the Cashpa. Then that is. And you will know us by the trail of dead. And you've seen them live. I never had before. It was awesome. It was just so cool to see the so, so good, small club, and so everybody there was like into them and knew it and loved it and amazing energy. One of the better like sort of high energy shows I've seen. So it's special, unique group. And this place, the Casbah, is crazy, man. Like it's this small rock club on sort of the corner, downtown San Diego. And, you know, San Diego has a very, has a very sort of well-known downtown airport, you know, where you're, you sort of like fly in between buildings when you land. It's actually pretty cool. And cause now I've taken this flight a bunch. Right. And this place, the cash by is literally across the street, not from the airport, but the airfield. like it's actually across the street, like with like the lights on the ground and everything. And like there's planes just landing over your head. And there's sort of uh, there's like a courtyard, so it's sort of outdoor. And then the venue, you know, with the stage and everything is, is inside. So if you're kind of standing in that courtyard, like there are literally planes going, like what feels like, you know, 50 yards over your head. Boy, we must launch a
1: thing about 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> None um, to be proud of, Rusty. 50 yards. Or- <laughs> uh, so very
0: cool, unique venue, Trail of Dead. They were awesome. And that was definitely my not a lot to pick from. Uh, and, and that wasn't by choice. It's just, you know, you had a lot of bands kind of push back or cancel, especially here of recent with the Omra Kron and all, you know, but, uh, hopefully in 2022, there will be more, uh, more to select from, but yeah, getting to see trail of dead, you know, was pretty kick-ass for me.
1: I, t- I told you the day of that, them playing, will you smile again live is yeah one of the best songs yeah. you can see a band play live. Did you love it? Oh yeah. It was kind of an experience, you know, I was like,
0: okay, you know, every, everyone just kind of dialed in, you know, and went and went ballistic at the same time. So. For sure. It's one yeah. of those songs yeah that was great all right buddy well now uh, for real this time why don't we uh wrap it up um and let's see what what episode is this
1: boy that is a very good question boy i'm gonna (laughs) guess you're gonna look it up i'm not gonna look up. i'm gonna guess that we just completed episode 67 Oh,
0: you, 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 you must have cheated. You must. Have no, cheated. I didn't. I didn't. That was 67. You're right, buddy. Cause we did 66. It was this is how long ago it was Pearl Jam Vitology. Uh, and then we did, you know, 66 and a half, which was just a quick update. So yeah, you're, you're right. This was 67. But aside from today's special, here's the real key. We will be back in two weeks with episode 68. Back to what we do. Back to our old form, buddy. Back to our our old meat and potatoes that being our first album episode of 2022 bigger Nub, and
1: buddy. more washed up than ever that's right Two more more mediocre one. than ever so uh now have you got anything in closing buddy dude i love hearing your albums of the year every year you know we've been doing this for decades uh and yeah. it never gets old to hear your finalists. And, and, you know, that wall behind you will be graced with one Andrew WK sometime very soon. And that's a yes, great, with a very
0: scary, disturbing, weird album cover, you know? Well, as, yeah,
1: all of his covers are a little <laughs> freaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, no doubt. they're
0: pretty, they're pretty weird, but, and you've given me and all of us something to uh, listen to for the first time. And I can't wait. to. I'm sure it's amazing. So, all right, buddy, well, we will see you uh, for episode 68. You know, here very soon, and we will see all of you in a couple of weeks for episode sixty-eight. In the meantime, take care, be good, watch out for the omicron bud, and watch, watch the omicron bud, <laughs> watch the cornhole bud, and we'll see you soon here on two twins and an album. Two
1: twins and an album. Well,
0: that's about it that's all we have. I hope it wasn't too disappointing. We
1: will see you on tour. Until then, take it easy.